Welcome back to All That and More, a podcast from the Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo. I'm your host, Jillian McDonald. On today's episode, I'm joined by Mayor Sandy Bowman to talk about his first year in office and dive into some frequently asked questions from the public. Um, I'm enjoying the role. Um, it's a lot of work, but I enjoy hard work and I enjoy uh, I enjoy seeing results. Um, and one of the probably the highlights, as well as uh, one of the hardest parts, is creating these relationships between industry. Uh, with our Indigenous communities, with the province. Um, And those are all important relationships that need to be maintained for us to move forward on on any of the needs a municipality has. Let's get into it. We humbly acknowledge that all that and more is recorded on Treaty 8 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree and Diné and the unceded territory of the Métis. Today, I am very happy to welcome our mayor, Mayor Sandy Bowman. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Really appreciate the time that you're taking today. I know you're busy. Did you get to take any time off this summer? Uh, as we didn't have uh, regular council meetings, but yeah, it was it was nonstop uh, most of the summer. So, uh, but it was exciting. It was more more events structured rather than meeting structured. So it was uh, it was a good summer. Not too much time off, but uh, we enjoyed it. And speaking of events, I'm sure community members have seen that you've been out and about quite a bit. You were attending events like Treaty Days and the ATC Cultural Festival. Why are events like this so important to the region and why should community members be participating? I think it's really important like to, to celebrate our, our cultural our history in, in the region. Um, as we've talked about uh, for McMurray, how um, we talk about oil and that's what we're about. What we're about before that was Indigenous uh, people were here before we were. And they were the first business people. They operated the fur trade before we ever came here. So it's important uh, to celebrate their culture and to get involved and to really learn about it. And I think something that a lot of residents might not know about you is that you are really diving into this Indigenous culture. And you're actually taking Cree and Diné lessons, correct? Yes, I am. How um, has that been it's going? It's going very well. I have an amazing teacher, Elder uh, Rita Martin in uh, Fort Chippewan. She's been my, my main teacher through all of this. And the support she gives. And I mean, she even scolds me over video camera um, when I'm doing things wrong. So it, she's a great teacher, great mentor. And uh, that's also taught me what it's not only the Cree language I'm learning, but it's also the, uh, the way of learning. Um, right. The indigenous way of learning isn't written on paper. It's just it's listening from the elders. And as a lot of elders, elders will tell you that it's it's usually the, the women that do a lot of the teaching. And it's from the stories. And it's from so when we do an elder or we do a a uh, lesson. Um, there's a lot of stories involved with it. There's a lot of explaining what this is. And we can take one word and spend 10 minutes talking about that word and where it comes from, what it means. And even a lot of the words, there's no meaning in English that no word that directly correlates to it, but it's a broader meaning. So uh, it's really exciting. And um, I'll be doing the land acknowledgement at the Arctic Winter Games in February um, in Cree. Um, and I actually opened a few meetings in the last while um, in Cree as well. I did the land acknowledgement in Cree and in front of a pretty tough audience with several right. elders and uh, different indigenous leaders from the community. I did it with in front of them and waiting for waiting to, to be scolded. scolded again. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, Elder Robert Cree talked to me afterwards and congratulated me on said I pronounced the words very well and um, even um, – where I use them was proper. So um, I was pretty, I was pretty proud of that. And I right away let Elder 
Martin know where we were at, and uh, she was very happy. And she says I'm one of her best students. Aww. So I, I'll take that as as a star compliment. pupil. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what was it that brought this on? Why was this so important for you to do? Elder Frederick McDonald. He said some things during a speech one day that really kind of triggered in me. It's about it's uh, it's reconciliation. He said, mm. and so they, we need to be actually doing something. So. Everybody can do their own part and do their own thing. And my mine was um, to really recognize this uh, land acknowledgement is I wanted to do it in Cree and Dene. So that shows my commitment to what I'm trying to learn. Maybe one of these days we'll actually have to have you do our intro to our land acknowledgement in Cree or Dene. I can do that. <laughs> I actually can do that. Um, I was really proud to be able to do that in front of the group already. Yeah. And I look forward to it in uh, there to win our games. Can you talk about what council is doing in the rural communities, how you are connecting with them and um, the importance of that for you? Yeah, each, each month we've been going to each rural community um, engagements and just sitting out and have it, and sitting in the community and talking to the people there and really hearing about what their needs are and what they see as uh, some things that we're lacking and even, and honestly, some things that we're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been to some different events in Fort Chippewan and John V.A. Anzac, and uh, it's been really positive. It'd be great to actually talk about highlights from your first year as mayor. You recently just reached your one-year anniversary. So what are some of the highlights from this year? Huge highlights. There's, um, it's what I expected. Okay. Um, but at the same time, it's not what I expected. Um, <laughs> that feels like a very loaded response. It is, but, but it's, it's the truth. Um, as I expected, it was going to be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect all the public engagements, just uh, that people were so excited to have me come to events. And it means a lot. And I love going to the events. So it makes for a nine-hour workday turn into a 17-hour workday right. pretty fast <laughs> yeah. if you're not careful. And probably the first probably first nine months, I was that was what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But um, I've, had a, I've had a great time. I'm, I'm enjoying the role. Um, it's a lot of work, but I enjoy hard work and I enjoy, uh, I enjoy seeing results. Um, and one of the probably the highlights, as well as uh, one of the hardest parts, is creating these relationships between industry uh, with our Indigenous communities, with the province. Um, and those are all important relationships that need to be maintained for us to move forward on, on any of the needs a municipality has. I Most of the ministers in the province, they're, they're, they try to t- look away when they see me coming because <laughs> they know I they know my issues. I, I meet with them and I don't even have paper with me. They know why I'm there. Yeah, I've went over our issues so many times that uh, Minister Panda has pictures of our bridge on his fa- on his cell phone that I put there. <laughs> so when I sit down and talk to him, he knows why I'm there. Like you need to fix this bridge. It's mm-hmm. not our bridge; it's your bridge. That's just an example, but it's uh, it's been great, and I enjoy the relationships we're making. And um, I've been out to the schools a lot. I've been in the community a lot, and um, I'm enjoying the role. I mean, you mentioned how busy you were. I mean, that was how we started this whole podcast. But uh, if time were to allow it, are we ever going to see you back in the ring again? No, no. <laughs> that was a quick response. But it's it's funny though because uh, you you always want to do it, and I do. I mean, yeah. you can't. This is me as a fighter in the back, getting taped, getting ready. All the hard work was put in, and then you walk out to an arena with five thousand people cheering for you or cheering against you, regardless. It's a rush, and they get in the cage and lock the door. That's a rush you can never emulate again. Yeah, and a lot of fighters have a hard time moving on from that. Right. Um, I'm, I recognize my age, I recognize my limitations and I adjust my, my sports accordingly. Now I just sit in the seats and cheer for the Oilers and uh, the oil barons. And I keep it short to that. Was your last professional fight the one against Butterbean? Yep. It'll it was. be October, 2011. 
Well, I mean, it would be great to see you in the ring. I mean, that would bring in certainly a crowd, that's for sure. But I get it. You well, know, we would take some ministers and figure out some kind oh, of a deal yeah, we can make on, on bridges and roads. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Minister of Affairs, Rich MacGyver, maybe he, Minister of Affairs, he might want to jump in there. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> we'll negotiate, see what we can do on this. Negotiate our EMS dispatch, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I feel like there are so many opportunities with this. Yeah, yeah. definitely fundraising opportunities. But um, now with that said, <laughs> um, it's it's uh, it's definitely a good icebreaker, actually, to be honest with you. When I go to any anything in the province dealing with issues, one of the things the when I first meet most of the ministers, their question is, um, is it true? Even uh, – <laughs> Premier Jason Kenney, when he was a premier, first very first question out of his mouth. So I heard, and he showed the video, his watch oh, showing really? the video. I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's not why I'm here. I'm, I'm here about EMS dispatch. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a great icebreaker, and we actually became uh, pretty good friends after yeah. that. So, uh, and I'm hoping now with the uh, new election, we have um, still get close enough to the premier that we get our our uh, our issues across the goal line. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're actually going to be talking about some uh, questions that we received from community members during the fall trade show. So I'm going to put you in the hot seat a little bit. Super. Can't wait. Looking for a more impactful workout routine this winter? Volunteer to be a snow angel and help a senior in your neighborhood shovel their driveway and walkway. Become an angel today by signing up individually or with a group online at Wood Buffalo Volunteers. Get involved, participate in community conversations, and have a say on municipal projects. Whether it's filling out a survey, attending an open house, or joining an online discussion, your feedback is important, and sharing it ensures your perspective will be considered when decisions are being made. Visit Participate Wood Buffalo to find all current public engagement opportunities. Winter is coming. Make the colder months a little easier by signing up for WMZ Alerts. It's a snow-brainer. Once signed up, you'll receive weekly email updates to help you keep up with on-street parking restrictions. Register on the municipal website and let's plow through the winter season together. That's our Municipal Minute. Find more information on these initiatives in the show notes or on rmwb.ca. And if you have questions, call Pulse at 780-743-7000. During the fall trade show, community members were encouraged to submit questions for the mayor to answer. There were a lot of actually amazing submissions. Um, First, we'll focus on business in the region. So the biggest question that we constantly get at any engagement and by far was the most popular question was, are we getting a Costco? Are we getting a Costco? And I've been asked this a lot of times and I generally have a pretty quick answer to it, Uh, but... It's not. It's a two-way street. It's not as much as much we want a Costco. Is as much as more of a does Costco want to come here? Right. That's a huge thing. Um, we can make it favorable for mm-hmm. Costco to come here, and I think we do that. It's not really uh, a municipal government's job or my job to go out to Costco and tell them we want you to come to Fort Murray because I shop at Costco just as much as anybody else, mm-hmm. and I know I love it and I hate it. Yeah. I know going <laughs> into the building, if I need batteries, it's going to cost me seven hundred dollars. Yeah. True story. <laughs> so I know that's what it's going to cost. Yeah. And it's like me walking to Cabela's. I'd love to have Cabela's here too, but Cabela's <laughs> needs and want to come here. And it's the same thing. I go to Cabela's for one thing, I'll leave it $700, whatever I went to buy. So I think it's, uh, I'm a huge fan of Costco as well, 
but they have to want to come here. Um, we can do as much as we can to cut red tape and make it favorable for them. But at the end of the day, it's Costco decision where they build the Costco. And maybe next time you go into Cabela's, you can get a good mounting kit for your moose head so that it doesn't fall off your mantle. Okay, my own defense. <laughs> it was an elk. <laughs> oh, it was an elk. <laughs> <laughs> that fell off the wall. Um, and it was my, it wasn't the mount that it, the problem was. It was my um, carpentry ability that <laughs> was lacking. Maybe we should explain for people what, what happened. I'm an avid hunter. Most people in the community know that. An elk I have, I wanted to put on the wall in my living room. And I finally got permission to do that. <laughs> finally got wife approval? Yes. Yeah. And it, it took a while until it became her idea. <laughs> Once yeah. it was her idea, then I'm off to the races. But I put it up, sat back, was admiring it. And um, as I turned, it fell out of the wall oh and hit me in the head. Um, it was uh, I still have a nice little scar and I'll probably have a bump for a while. <laughs> But other than that, the only thing that ended up happening was that elk went in the garage. <laughs> You're not allowed to put it back up. And that elk is not going back yeah. on the wall. Um, <laughs> it's obviously it's a uh, safety hazard. It's a safety hazard, and we and we need to do that in our home. Make sure it's safe for <laughs> yeah. myself. Mostly just you, right? Yeah, mostly just yeah. me. Yes. So uh, the long and the short of it is Costco. It's Costco's choice. Continuing with the economy, what is council's plan to revitalize the region? I think uh, the role the municipality plays in it is uh, just create conditions that uh, help people uh, create jobs. And that comes from uh, our Wood Buffalo Economic Development and Tourism, what they do. That comes from us having the lowest tax in the province. Um, so we're doing what we can to do that. Uh, community investment pl- programs we have going on that, uh, that, are, that fund social profit groups. Uh, we do quite a bit to revitalize. We have our downtown revitalization. We have our drip program. Um, there's a lot of things going on. Um, we have a big project that should be opening here fairly soon in downtown, which is the opening of Kiem Park. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of that and, you know, when we're expected to see it open to the public? It's looking to open very soon. Uh, it looks, it's looking beautiful. I mean, it, you can't beat what it looks, what it does for downtown. It definitely livens up this part of downtown. The important thing to remember is that it was approved by the previous council and it was a group of volunteers together working with the downtown revitalization committee that actually recommended this park go in there. So it's a huge collaboration. And when you look at what the expenses are, most of the expenses were paid by the federal government and provincial government. Mm -hmm. So it was a, a large, a large number of people coming together to design this park and to approve it uh, for the community. And it really brightens up the downtown core. If you haven't seen it, the lights are pretty amazing at night. Oh, it's really nice. And I think, and I, I hope, my hope is that it's used uh, for some events. Um, it'd be nice to have some food trucks in there in the summertime. I know it's designed for that. Mm-hmm. So there is some things, real positive things we can do there. So stay tuned, everyone. I'm sure some more information on the opening of the park will be coming very soon. This question still is about revitalizing the region. And this question actually came from eight-year-old Luca. Luca submitted this question during the trade show, and Luca would like to know if there's any way to get bike lanes put throughout Fort McMurray. Strangely enough, this question is one that was sent to me by most people in the municipality. Actually, this is the only question that was sent to me by people in the municipality from Luca. <laughs> really? A screenshot. Somebody took a picture of Luca asking the question, sticking yeah. on the board, and it got sent to me on every possible means. <laughs> so it made it right to the top. Yeah. We, what we have for bike trails in, in the municipality, we have tons of bike trails that I use myself through Birchwood. We put a lot of time and expense in our bike trails and we have some of the most beautiful scenery to go through when you go on these bike trails. Um, and they're kept up more than I'd say most municipalities do for this expense, expensive uh, project we have of bike trails in the community. Um, I think, honestly, what he's alluding to is bike lanes mm-hmm. in the streets. I would hate to see Luca on a 
side of a street and how dangerous it would be, even though the lane is designated for bikes. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I can say is we have like some beautiful trails that we put a lot into um, and they're maintained quite well. We have a very good collaboration between pedestrians and bikers on those trails. So there's a lot of trails that you can use um, all throughout the community. Well, and then there's both gravel and paved trails throughout the Birchwood area, right? Exactly, so yeah. there's options for sure. But I really thank Luca for the question and, and the, he's getting engaged and doing this. I mean, that's something uh, we wish all youth would do. Yeah. Like there's something I, he wants, go ask the question. Like there's no sense. And he's not complaining about it. He's, he's going to ask the question and see what he can de- get, get done. So I really appreciate the question and I hope he's happy with the bike trails we have and hope he's safe on them and uh, enjoys the summer when we get back to it. And Luca, I very much hope that you stay engaged in your local government because in a few years' time when you're old enough, you can join McCoy, the Mayor's Advisory Council on Youth, and you can sit at the table with the mayor and make some of these important decisions. And strangely, when you mention that, that's my exact message to McCoy is to show up to the council meetings, know what's going on, get involved, ask questions. Um, so I've encouraged them to be at the council meetings or at least tune in online to know what's going on so when they have issues, they can bring them back to us. Well, Luca, I hope that answered your question. Um, Moving on to a couple of other things that came up from the questions at the trade show. There were a few questions around accessibility. What we can do more of to um, heighten the accessibility options for people with disabilities in the community. Myself and uh, council is really committed to this. We want to be a leader in that area throughout the province. And I think the way we're building it up, it will be. We have the transit master plan coming out uh, before Christmas. And that'll bring a lot of these questions will be answered in that. Because um, we did a lot of engagement. If we talked about McCoy earlier, they even did um, accessibility studies through all the schools and what they want to see in that transit plan. A lot of work and a lot of collaboration went into into the transit plan. So we're really, really looking forward to that coming forward. Um, as well as that, uh, the new vehicle for hire bylaw, that actually has incentives in that for taxis to have accessibility, accessible taxis. So we're doing a lot in, in that area. And um we can always do more like anything else, but until we roll this out, we'll know what else we can do. And I think what a lot of people probably don't understand is that we actually have a diversity, equity, and inclusion office within the organization. So we're, we're working on those plans. No, exactly. And like I said, um, it's been brought up the entire year, the past year we've been here. That's been one of the questions. So we, the municipality knows that is out there and we're working uh, collaboratively with the engagements in the community. Um, as well as stakeholders and uh, everyone at the RMWB is working on this. Um, and uh, I know it was one of the questions we asked about my favorite hockey team and my favorite hockey player. So I want to answer that question because it was on <laughs> Are there. Are you sure you want to start this kind of a fight? No, it's 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 very it's a very political answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's shout out to our oil barons in town. Um, my favorite hockey player growing up was actually a Montreal Canadian, Kirk Muller. Mm-hmm. His nephew is actually playing for the oil barons right now. Well, there you so go. So if you want to see Kirk Muller's nephew... Play at Fort McMurray. He was just just uh, traded to the Fort McMurray All Barons, so uh, that was that goes back back pre nineteen ninety three as my favorite hockey player. But <laughs> Kirk Muller's nephew is now playing for the All Barons, so uh, try to give some All Barons game and cheer on uh, some local heroes. We're going to wrap this up real quickly, but what do you see the next year being like? What are some of the issues that you're focusing on, and what do you hope to see for the region? I really think a lot of the issues we've been focusing on, I'm hoping they'll be tied up in the next year. I'm hoping that we're going to see a finish line. When it comes to EMS dispatch, I think we've pushed that hard enough. Mm. I'm really hoping that that's going to very soon, actually. They told us uh, there was going to be 
before the end of before the end of this year, we'd have something back on that. We have 881. We have some issues with that. Mm-hmm. We have our issues with our bridge right now. So we have a lot of things, but I think this is the year we're going to see those those changes made, kind of banged on the door long enough mm-hmm. uh, that all the ministers know what it is. And uh, with elections coming up, it's a good time for them to make some uh, easy wins in the in the Thomas Valley. Well, Mayor Bowman, thank you so much for taking some time today. I know you're a busy guy, so we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no, and I really appreciate it as well. If you want to hear more from Mayor Bowman in a future episode, let us know by visiting rmwb.ca slash podcast. There you will find a link to our suggestion form and can access all of our past episodes. Next time, we're bringing you a special Remembrance Day episode. I'm joined by municipal firefighter and active community member, Pat Duggan. Pat is also a veteran and president of the Legion. That's all the time we have for this episode. I'm Jillian McDonald. Thanks for tuning in to All That and More. Hey!